0: Thank <laughs> you. It's time for JT the Brick. I love my job. I love the opportunity that I can come in here and talk to the Raider Nation. Talk to JT. As we are rolling on on the biggest topic in the NFL who will be the Raiders' quarterback? This is nothing to dive into and look crazy about. Have we lost our bleeping mind? Look, the elephant in the room is the majority of our audience are Raider fans, and they would like the Raiders to win now. They don't want to rebuild, they don't care about two or three years. The last 20 plus years have been hard, and they're sick of it. Excuses die, the record stands. JT the Brick. Are you kidding me? It's an absolute free-for-all with the Raiders on national radio debate shows. Everybody now is throwing blank up against the wall. No, no, no. Who are you listening to? Who's putting this in your head? But what happens next is what should this team do that's responsible, not reckless, makes sense, and could kind of thread the needle and get this team back to greatness? Are you with me on that? Put some respect on JT the Brick's name. And now, sound off like you got a pair. Here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate. I'm ready to go we got a big show today, oh, the weather's turned, look at this weather, just in time for March Madness, as we're brought to you by P.T.'s, best happy hour in town. Uh, next Wednesday, I'll be live from the Strat, we'll be at the Stratosphere, we will be live, ready to go, and we'll kick off March Madness on the Wednesday of the play-in game, so we're excited, P.T.'s, the Strat, P.T.'s wings right in the lobby Bunch of people are showing up. We got swag. We got giveaways. Raider Nation, come on out and see me. I don't do a lot of remotes. I like to do big remotes or remotes around big events like F1, the Super Bowl, uh, March Madness. You know, big events that we like to do. So we will be out at the Strat. And if you haven't been there in a while, I'm telling you, if you haven't seen Sammy Hagar at the residency there, some of the music. If you haven't been there to see PTs right there in the lobby, uh, the sports book is fabulous and we'll be there so that's next Wednesday I'll be pounding that the next couple of days as we open up the show today's a big show because I want to just tell you how I build topics I got two shows today and I just dropped the new podcast on the Oscars, the Academy Awards. I'll tell you that later because you love movies. I love movies. Come on, man. Get your ass to a movie theater. You might not like Jimmy Kimmel hosting the Oscars. There might be too many political jokes, whatever. You love movies. You've been going to the movies your whole life. You probably haven't seen many of these movies. We did. So we dropped the podcast that I tweeted out. Uh, please give it a 40-minute listen if you're going to watch the Oscars coming up over the weekend. But this morning I had coffee, like I do a couple days a week, with the famous J.O.D., John O'Donnell, the legendary bartender, arguably the most famous bartender in Vegas from one steak. The guy has served everyone from George Clooney to Vince Neil to all the legendary casino owners in town. I mean, he is a god in this town. And we're having coffee here in Summerlin, and we're we're talking about the Raiders. And he asked me, because he knows and follows the Raiders, he goes, I heard you talking about Lamar Jackson yesterday, and I heard you talking about Aaron Rodgers. You've been doing a lot of Aaron Rodgers talk. I said, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to keep everything up, you know, free agencies next week. And he looked at me and he said, well, what about this guy, Jared Stidham? And I said, oh, my God, you just gave me the show. And he said, well, excuse me, He's sipping on his coffee. I said, that's the show. I go, that's the topic. I go, I've been sitting here giving all of these other quarterbacks all of this time. I did Lamar Jackson yesterday, Aaron Rodgers. You know, I wanted to pick up Tom Brady in the Maverick helicopter, pick him up at the airport. How dare me not to dedicate a show to Jarrett Stidham? So that's a good example of how I build the show every day. I talked to my dad today about Daniel Jones. I talked to one of my bosses at the Raiders. I talked to JOD over coffee. And that's how I understand what other people want to talk about. And he lightly, one of my best friends said, I want to hear about Jared Stidham because I think he's going to be the quarterback. I said, man, you might be right. So today I have made this declaration. Today is Jared Stidham Day On the JT the Brick Show, on the flagship of the Silver and Black Raider Nation Radio. We, and I have Rod Woodson on, one of the 25 greatest players of all time. Gary Lawless, next hour. They're both next hour. The great hockey insider who's brilliant. We talk VGK on this show. UNLV, basketball is alive. That's unbelievable. But I think it's fair, and I'm not making a mockery of this. Today is Jarrett Stidham Day. We got to figure out free agency starts next week. So I'm not talking about the draft. We got time to break down the quarterbacks. You know, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. We got plenty of time to do that. I'm running out of time. I got a show tomorrow, and then next week we're in free agency, and I haven't done my job to you on Jared Stidham. So we're going Stidham today, and I want to hear from the Raider Nation. And I put out the tweet, and I said, can you leave some respectable responses, please? Can we get away from this garbage where Raider fans with Raider hats on are, are talking crap about the players who are here? Can we just give this kid the respect? He's the quarterback of the Raiders. He played the last two games. He was unbelievable against San Francisco. Should have beat the 49ers in that game, should have won that game. And I mean, he might be the clubhouse leader today. Dave Ziegler, Josh McDaniels might be saying, We got our guy. He's our guy. We know we can develop him this offseason. We know that Devontae likes him and Waller likes him. They all said that on record. They like him. And he's pretty good. And he he came through the portal of the Patriots and how to prepare to be a Patriot quarterback. He was in all those meetings with Tom Brady and Derek Carr. And those are two guys who really prepare well. Uh, Derek Carr, no knock on him. He prepared really hard. And obviously Tom Brady the GOAT. So let's do a little Jared Stidham today. And as I put out in the tweet, do you want him to be your starter? Do you want him to be your backup? Or do you want him to be the, be the quote, bridge quarterback? And the bridge quarterback means he's just going to be there to kind of guide the next quarterback. That's a new term. I've been doing sports talk for 26 years. I never heard a bridge quarterback. I never used to hear a platform. We have all these platforms, podcasts, radio shows, all this. But I think Stidham... Needs to be examined in depth by you, the fans of the Raider Nation. We talked about him after the Niner game and after the Chiefs game. But I haven't spent enough time with him, and I don't got a lot of time left. Uh, Next week is going to be Fast and Furious. We got March Madness, and we got free agency. And the Raiders could sign a free agent quarterback. You know, this topic could be dead middle of next week if Jimmy G is your starter. And everybody's going crazy about Lamar Jackson. I just put out a tweet. He's cheaper than what he was. Whatever the cost was for Lamar Jackson, the price is down. We know that. The price went down. So I think the Raiders should kick the door or kick the tires on him, even if they don't want him. They should at least look at that plan. I'm sure they are. And then the Aaron Rodgers deal is an official as the Jets met him. And I'm predicting that Aaron Rodgers sat down with the Jets and they wooed him and they told him everything, how great he is. And then Aaron Rodgers went back to his house in Malibu and kind of looked at the stars and the moon and said, man, I don't know if I want to be a jet. You know, I I could go back to Green Bay or I want to be a Raider, man. I want to go to Vegas and put on Ken Stabler's old jersey, which Rich Gannon wore, put on the 12, man. I want to I want to come out of the tunnel with the 12 on of the snake more so than Joe Namath and the Jets. So that's still in the background here. But I think we should talk about Jared Stidham today out of respect to him. And I think you should be talking about him with a sense of urgency and a sense of purpose. My radio shows have a sense of purpose. I come in every day on the radio, two today, and I got four hours solo today. And I can't wait. I could do 20. And I have a sense of purpose. And my purpose today in this two-hour block with a little hockey mixed in, XFL with Rod Woodson plus the NFL is to find out if you want Jared Stidham to be your starter, your backup, or your bridge. I'll go first. I want this guy signed right now. I want him signed. He needs to be in the building. He helped Derek with a very complex offense, and he helped Tom Brady whenever he could. And he knows this offense of Josh McDaniels. So if he's the backup, I think he could handle that. He already proved that. If he's the starter. For whatever reason, I think he could go out and win you some games. And if he's that bridge quarterback where, and what I mean by a bridge quarterback, if you're going to draft a rookie in the top seven, I want to see that rookie play. Okay. I want to see that rookie play. I don't want that rookie to sit for a year. He can sit the first six weeks. I'm fine with that or eight weeks, but you get these rookies in, they're ready to go. They're ready to play. Okay. You, you get this rookie. He's going to play for the Raiders if they take a top quarterback at some point, And that would define the term bridge quarterback. So I want to go big. I've always wanted to go big. That's no disrespect to Jared Stidham, who I've interviewed. If he if he's the starter and I get a chance to interview him, it'll be great. It'd be fantastic. But there's a chance that there could be a more accomplished player in his place and he's not signed. He's not here yet. Could he be signed quickly? I gotta think he's a priority because he really fits in well with the culture of this Raiders organization from everything that I've seen. He seems to be a very good leader. I think he's got upside because we saw him run, and more importantly, we saw him take a big hit by the 49ers and get up. What he did, which I think a lot of Raider fans noticed, you know, Derek's brother's talking now, and Derek's going to start talking here in in a week or two. Derek's going to go, and he's going to try to clean up his exit from the Raiders, And Derek's going to say something to the point that I only did what they asked me to do. I didn't go outside the pocket because they wanted me in the pocket. He's going to say something like that. We saw a more elaborate offense in two games with Jared Stidham. I wish that Kansas City game was closer and better, and that was a game. But at that point, the Raiders, the season was pretty much done, and Kansas City was playing for the number one seed. And once again, Kansas City came in and bleep and boat raced us in our own building in front of a lot of their fans. I wish Stidham, that game meant something down the stretch and the Raiders could go toe-to-toe with Kansas City. That didn't happen. So I got to go back to the Niner game. Bobby, give me a soundbite. Let's get a Stidham highlight to begin the broadcast. Jarrett, Stidham day here on the JT The Brick Show.
1: Again out of the shotgun. Pressure up the middle. Floats one to the back corner of the end zone. Over the shoulder. Grab. Touchdown Hunter Renfro. This one, no doubt about it. Renfro ran under it, made the grab in the back left corner of the end zone, and the Raiders, for the first time today, have six.
0: All right, so when we look at what he was able to do, I got Stidham stats in front of me, and I'll work them into the show. What I like about him is he's big, he can take a hit, he can play outside the pocket. And again, that ties me into the conversation with my father earlier today. Uh, in Naples, Florida, when my dad, I was asking him about Daniel Jones. He's like, I like Daniel Jones. He's good because he can run. And running quarterbacks are good. We need running quarterbacks in this league, and that's a guy who can run. I think Stidham, wouldn't you compare Stidham to Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones just got $90 million, $90 million for two years. It's probably the most outlandish contract ever signed. $90 million for Daniel Jones? If Daniel Jones and Jared Stidham walked into a room together, You can't say there's a big difference in both of them. You can't say that Daniel Jones is much better than Jarrett Stidham. You could say he's better, he's a starter, and he won a playoff game, but when you look at the stats and what they're able to do and how they're able to play, I think that Stidham is in that mold of Daniel Jones, who the New York Giants in the number 1 media market said, yeah, he's our guy. He's our guy. So Stidham, in in the games that he played, five games, uh, 656 yards, Four touchdowns, three interceptions, who sacked seven times, but he played San Francisco and Kansas City. He had a pretty much the same rating as Derek, a little bit better. He had an 89.2. Derek in 15 games had 86.3. And uh, one of the things to look at when we look at all of this is completion percentage in the five games he was in. He had a 63.9. Derek had a 60.8. So I know Raider fans, when they did the eyeball test, said, yeah, you know, Jared Stidham's, you know, he's not Derek Carr, but he could be. He could be Derek Carr. And I don't think that Josh McDaniels is going to look at Jared Stidham as a guy that he expects to win the Super Bowl next year. So if Josh McDaniels signs him with Dave Ziegler and they decide to keep him, he's going to play. He's going to play at some point if he's the starter, A, obviously, and B, if he's the bridge quarterback, and he's only going to play half the season because there's a really good pick. Like C.J. Stroud, for example. There's a couple of mock drafts that have the Raiders trading up to number four to get C.J. Stroud. I'm all in for that. C.J. Stroud's bigger than Bryce Young, and he's stronger, and he's very accurate and a very good quarterback. But he plays in a conference where they run the ball a lot, and a lot of times when you watch Ohio State play, the same thing with Damon Arnett. Remember when the Raiders drafted Damon Arnett in the first round because all the film that comes on these Ohio State guys, they're just dominating teams and no one's throwing the ball. So everybody thought Damon Arnett was pretty good because no one threw the ball at him. Like he was Deion Sanders or something. Raiders took him in the first round. One of the worst draft picks in Raider history. Now the Raiders have the seventh pick overall. They can't make a Damon Arnett type of whiff or a Cleveland Farrell. Imagine if the Raiders, who took Cleveland Farrell at number four, number four overall, could get C.J. Stroud at number four, so they'd give up the seventh, so they'd give up the seven, switch, and then they'd have to give up another high draft pick either this year or next year. I got no problem with that. You got to go balls out, man, if you find a player you fall in love with. We just don't know who that player is yet at the quarterback position. So that's where we start to show up today. Again, Gary Lawless and Rod Woodson. Really looking forward to talking to Rod with the Vipers. Try to get them going. I was the first voice of the XFL here for the Las Vegas Outlaws. Uh, Rod's coaching. We want to see him win and have some success here. So he will join us uh, coming up here. And let me see. We already have some responses here on Jar- Jared Stidham here. I don't, I'm not one of those guys who read texts and tweets, but I'll read a few of these Stidham ones coming up here, and uh, we'll get you all involved in the show here. All right, 702-365-9200. I just want to quickly mention UNLV basketball. I'd like to see the men. The women are unbelievable. It's kind of like soccer here in this country. Our men are behind our women. Our women U.S. soccer team is global. They win the World Cup. Our men, you know, they just make it to the World Cup and we throw a party. UNLV women's basketball uh, really looks like they can do something special in the tournament. We need Kevin Kruger to get a little lucky here and play good and play well on the home court and get a couple of more wins. I'd love to get in the building and see if there's an opportunity for them to win and do something special. So let's get going. We'll start off with J.C. Raider. He's in Salt Lake City listening to the flagship of the Silver and Black on Jarrett Stidham Day. Go ahead.
2: Hey, J.C., thanks for taking my call. Uh, when it comes to Stidham, I, I-, I think – is a bridge quarterback, he's okay, but here's the situation, JT. We're a 6-11 football team. We're in the entertainment capital of the world, and we've just signed Devontae Adams and the rest of these guys to big contracts.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You've got a guy out there that's a future Hall of Famer. You've got a guy out there that's a 26-year-old MVP and we have the potential to either go up to the draft and to get a guy like CJ Stroud. And all I hear are these guys are too expensive. They cost too much. There's too much draft capital. Let me give everybody a, a, a little thing out there. Winning is expensive, JT. You're going to have to give to get. And if this team wants to become a contender instead of a pretender, they need to go out and start making some bold moves, and especially at that position. And I know Jimmy is out there, but I'm sorry, JT. You can't put lipstick on a pig and tell me it's a beauty queen. Yeah,
0: you this can't guy. tell me. Hold on. You can't tell me Jimmy G <laughs> with a winning percentage is a pig. I won't go there with Jimmy G being a pig. He might be the quarterback for your Raiders. He's not a pig. Jimmy G wins at a much JT, bigger rate than Derek Carr ever won. He's not a
2: pig. Mobility. Mm-hmm. He has very little mobility. He doesn't throw the ball well down the field, Mm. and he's as fragile as crack glass. And if you think he's going to put play fans in the seats, Mm. if you think he's going to sell jerseys, it's not going to happen. And this Mm. was Mark Davis at the end of the year saying he didn't like the idea because there wasn't that many Raider fans in the stands. Well, Mm. you've got two guys out there, and you've got guys in this draft that will put fans in the stands. Yeah, And I agree. Jimmy G isn't going to be a guy that gets that locker room excited. He's not going to be the guy that gets mm-hmm. this fan base excited. We need to win. Okay, yeah. We're 6-11, and, and this team needs to go out and get the best players okay. possible. I appreciate that. And the that. two best players possible, in my opinion right now, are there's guys in this draft, C.J. Stroud. Mm -hmm. And we can go up and get him. And this is all I want. All I want is for this team to make moves to get this plan placed and this team excited. Because right now, it's not looking good from an eye test. And I hope they prove me wrong. All right, thanks thanks for the
0: call. They're starting it off. So that is a vote for Stidham to be here as the bridge quarterback for C.J. Stroud. I mentioned that 10 minutes ago in the monologue. That, that, That works with me. That'd be actually great with me if the Raiders get CJ Stroud uh, at number two, three, or four. They might have to go get him at number two, right? They might have to go up to number two, depending on who trades with the Bears at number one and gets Bryce Young. So to go from seven to two is going to be expensive. But Dave Ziegler gave up a first and second for Devontae and then paid him the moon, and that was pretty expensive. So, again, uh, the thing I'm saying about Garoppolo is don't trash Jimmy Garoppolo for what he, he does well. He wins, he makes all the throws, he's a very good quarterback in this league. He's not elite. Uh, Derek wasn't elite either. So uh, Garoppolo would also, in my opinion, be a bridge if they get a quarterback later in the draft and they really love that quarterback and they want to build anybody who's talking about Hendon Hooker and other quarterbacks later in the second or third round, whoever that's going to be. So, but Jimmy Garoppolo, and I'm not gonna, I would never take calls, even if Garoppolo wasn't a Raider, which I don't know if he's going to be one. I wouldn't take calls saying he's trash and he's a pig and, you know, you know, he wins a lot. And he came from the McDaniels tree. So he knows the offense here. He is a viable candidate at this point in time to be your starting quarterback for the Silver and Black. I'm not saying he's going to be, but he is in the conversation for a lot of different reasons. Hardcore Raider on Raider Nation Radio. Go ahead.
1: Hey JT, uh, you know I'm glad I'm glad we're having the situm talk because I think it's an important talk. But um, you know I do want to touch on the Garoppolo thing. I mean, like it just it's mind boggling to me because like you know I follow this. I do a lot of research on players. The guy's been hurt. Um, if you listen to McDaniels and Ziegler, essentially, you know we moved on from Derek Carr because we felt like he wasn't mm-hmm. up to par with the contract. Mm-hmm. So we're going to move on from an average to above average quarterback. Uh, we're going to bring in Jimmy G, and we're going to pay him 30-plus mil a year for a guy that we don't know if he could even finish the season. Yeah, but let me stop you. Me. Hold
0: on. Let me let me yeah, stop but, you. Okay. Hold on. I want to hear what you have to say. Let me correct you on something that's going over the head of most of the Raider Nation. Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels got out of the contract and the business of Derek Carr. You all seem to think that they got to get someone better. I agree with you. You're missing the first point. They wanted to get out of the business of Derek Carr respectfully. So no matter who they get, Bridge quarterback, Stidham, Jimmy G, you got to remember the first part of what you said. They needed to move away from Derek Carr. Now everybody wants an elite Hall of Famer. So do I. But it's not that easy. So I'm not saying they're going to settle for less than Derek Carr or get an even Derek Carr or better. But you all seem to forget that the first step in this process was moving out of Derek Carr's contract and freeing up that money. And now everybody says, well, because of that, we got to get someone better than Derek Carr. You're damn right. I just don't know if it exactly is going to happen next week. I,
1: I was the, like, the first person, and you came at me, and, and I, I always respect you, but I said Derek Carr was overpaid. And I'm saying mm-hmm. we're going to end up paying overpaying Jimmy G. He's not worth 30-plus mil a year. you got to think. we got 50, we got $40 million in cap space, right? So we need to get a contract done with Jacobs. That's, say, 10, 15 mil. Even if we backload the contract with uh, Jimmy G, you know, that's 15 mil. But whatever. I, I don't yeah. want Jimmy G. That's, that's where I'm at. Okay. He's, he's a little bit better than Derek Carr and yet about the same money. But whatever. So, anyways, but Stidham, now that's an interesting prospect. The Dude, here's, here's the reality. We don't know what he has or doesn't have. Okay. Now, the coaching staff should through, you know, practice and stuff like that. But we've seen two games. One game was pretty good. The other game, not so much, but the offensive line was atrocious, absolutely atrocious. The offensive line could not block Chris Jones and the Chiefs, and they did terrible, okay? Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, Stidham was hurt for, like, what, a year, year and a half, a back injury or something like that? And who knows, maybe he's injury-prone as as well, but I'm saying, like, we got to at least give him a shot. I'm not saying okay. give him a huge contract, maybe a two-, three-year deal, I'd rather go with sit him and draft the quarterback. Okay. Like, like, my guy is Hinn and Hooker. Get, get mm-hmm. an additional second-round pick. There's going to be some studs in the second round, I'm telling you. But, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, if, if you look, Hinn and Hooker's not last until the second round, JT. Look, look at the, the Seahawks. They have I, two picks. Look at Tampa Bay. There's, mm-hmm. I, I, I know you got to go, but there's I go. other teams. That will pick up Hendon Hooker. I'm okay, you, he's not good. And,
0: and I don't think I don't think Hendon Hooker at 25 years old is going to change the history of the Las Vegas Raiders. I could be wrong. If he's available, we'll welcome him in and we'll hope that he changes the future of the Raiders. Again, I, I'm more into talking about Lamar Jackson, Stidham, and those other guys available. But again, I, I want to I don't want to correct you. I'm not a professor of football here. Jimmy G's worth 30 million. Are you out of your mind? Aaron Rodgers is getting 60. Jimmy Garoppolo beats Aaron Rodgers every year. Jimmy Garoppolo went into Green Bay and beat Aaron Rodgers, and you don't think he's worth thirty million? Jimmy Garoppolo runs that Kyle Shanahan offense perfectly, and he knows he knows the McDaniel's offense blindfolded. He's not my first choice at all. He's not my second choice, but to think in a market that the franchise tag is thirty-two million, ask Lamar Jackson. Jimmy G's worth thirty-two million. He's worth a franchise tag. If Daniel Jones is getting $90 million, Jimmy Garoppolo is worth 30 to $32 million. Come on. I mean, we've already had two people out of the gate who have blown me away with numbers. The quarterback market is out of control. So if you can get a quarterback for $30 million who's won a lot of games, that isn't a bad value. That's what Derek's worth in New Orleans. New Orleans thinks he's worth that. I think Derek's worth $30 million, $35 million a year. He just doesn't fit the scheme of McDaniel. McDaniel's won something different. Gangster Raider on Jared Stidham Day on the flagship. Go ahead.
4: Stick with Stidham. Stick with Stidham. I've been saying that for the longest. We sign Stidham. Hopefully, uh, we move up to, like, fifth in the draft, get um, Anthony Richardson, and we go from there. You know what I mean? That's the ideal scenario to me because – He's been in McDaniel's system his whole career. He hasn't went anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? So he knows the system. Like you said, he helped Derek Carr with the system. So not only does he know the system, he can teach it to the um, whoever we bring in, mm-hmm. and he can um, win, help us I don't think it's like people act like we can't win with Stidham. I think Stidham. He, he has moxie, and, you know, he has something to prove. Cause I know he's hungry. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't given the starting job as a rookie, you know what I'm saying, like previous quarterback was. So he's hungry. He He's going to get his chance, and if we get behind him and, like, he gets, you know, with the – the receivers in the off season. That's why I, I'm, I'm with you, JT. We need to sign him now. Hurry up and sign him now, so he can get what the receivers in the off season. Build a rapport with them, and we can stick with them. I, I want to get AR in the draft, and you know, bridge him. And the reason I say we want to get him because look at the division we in. We mm-hmm. in the division with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and um Russian, Russell Wilson, who's mm-hmm. got um um the, um, Sean the old Saints. Sean yeah, got. Yeah, got Peyton with him now. You know what I'm saying? So he might revive his career. So we need a quarterback that, that's going to yeah. be dynamic and special. So I think, you know, if we get him, you know, so we can bring him in just like they did Mahomes and KC. Remember mm-hmm. Alex Smith was yeah. like the bridge. Mm-hmm. Well, um We could have Stidham be the bridge while winning and showing him the way. And then he could be special enough to, boy, he can be, you know, oh, we have a quarterback to beat. Um, Patrick Mahomes consistently because that's what we're going to need to win the division, yeah. you know what I mean, on, on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. So I, that's my ideal scenario. I think that's what we should do. You know what I'm okay. saying?
0: Thank you. Appreciate it. Good phone call. How'd that? What a great idea from the JOD and everybody. What a great topic today, Jared Stenham Day. Woke everybody up. Woke everybody up on the flagship of the Raiders. Everybody's now got a little pep in their step. They're ready to go because it's an important topic because we got free agency next Week And I love this time of year. As it turns to spring, pool season starts on the strip, and we all indulge ourselves in the bracket madness. Whether you're the type that makes your picks based on team names, uniform colors, or any, meeny, miny, mo, when it comes to your cognac selection, don't be that person. Step up and select the number one cognac in the bracket. Number one, Remy Martin. Remy Martin, team up for excellence. More on the Stidham topic going forward. Remember, your choices are he's the starter. He's the backup or the bridge. I'm like Monty Hall. If you're too young, you don't know who that is. Google him. Behind door number one, two, or three. As we wait for some type of decision on the quarterback of the Silver and Black. A proud franchise that have had some great quarterbacks and iconic quarterbacks. And we're going to try to find the next one here in Las Vegas. This is Raider Nation Radio.
1: On the Vikings four, on a third and goal. Working left to right, Stidham's out of the gun. He's got Kenyon Drake off his hip. Snap, plenty of protection. Looking over the middle. Pocket collapses. He takes off to the
3: goal line. Touchdown, Stidham. Six the hard way.
0: How about that? Little, what's that, preseason Stidham? JT, back with you. It's Jared Stidham Day today. You know, Jared Stidham did a nice job for himself in that Niner game. He played himself into a new contract with the Raiders or someone else. Hopefully it's the Raiders because he's a big kid. He can run. He can take a hit. Okay, that's what the Raider fans want going forward. They want a quarterback that can run, take a hit, come up. Uh, Derek was very durable. And every time I say anything, I got fans like telling me, well, is he dishing Derek? No, I'm doing a radio show. I'm telling you what I think the Raiders need to do that's different than Derek Carr, which is going to be hard to do because Derek was a good player. And what we saw with Stidham. We saw Stidham play excellent against the 49ers, give the Raiders a chance to win. We saw him make plays inside and outside the pocket and make every throw, including a throw where he got tattooed and knocked to the ground. And people, I remember right there saying, oh my God, is he going to be able to get up? And he got up and he plays hard and he knows the playbook inside and out. Remember, what what makes this such a unique topic is whoever the Raiders draft, that kid has never seen Josh McDaniels' playbook. And it's very elaborate. It's the Tom Brady playbook. It's one of the greatest playbooks of all time. It's a playbook that you put in the Hall of Fame with Tom Brady and go, this is some of the plays Josh McDaniels, not Tom Brady, Josh McDaniels developed for Tom Brady, Gronkowski, Edelman, Amendola, and all that. Well, the Raiders need to find a guy that can run those plays from the old Josh McDaniels playbook. That's what I've been telling you on this broadcast about Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy now is the assistant head coach of the Washington Commanders. There's nothing he needs to do other than run the same exact plays he ran for Mahomes. No, no wrinkles, no nothing. Now, the, what made those plays so amazing for Mahomes is when the play broke down like three seconds into it, Mahomes just sprinted right, left, and then everybody just was on a jailbreak everybody just ran to an open spot Tyreek Hill and Kelsey and it's a touchdown well Josh McDaniel's playbook is very consistent they want to win at the line of scrimmage and what Brady always did throw to the open man who's wide open because the quarterback was smart enough to see the coverage they know McDaniel's playbook they know if the coverage looks like this they can check to a play where someone will be wide open that's what Brady did that's all he did He never threw to people that were guarded and covered. Never. Mahomes always throws to people that are in a jailbreak. A lot of times those plays don't work out of the game. A couple of them work crazy in the Super Bowl. Philadelphia couldn't even guard a little screenplay. So who in the draft can handle McDaniel's playbook quickly and be a project and get up to speed with that? We know Stidham, I wouldn't say has mastered it, but I'm sure Jared Stidham has mastered this playbook in the classroom. In the meeting room, there's nothing that Josh McDaniels can point to and Josh, you know, Jared Stidham's in the first row and say, Jared, what do we do here? That's all he's been doing from the Patriots to the Raiders. He knows every play and every option off a play. That's going to be pretty important going forward, depending on who the Raiders decide to go a quarterback and what his role is going to be. So that's what we're doing. We're talking about him. We got Rod Woodson next hour. Gary Lawless on VGK. He's always a great, fantastic guest Looking forward to talking to him. Uh, the number's open, 702-365-9200. All over the country on this Raiders mobile app. Nash is in Houston, Texas. Thanks for calling long distance. What's up, Nash?
3: Hey, man, i tell you, this is almost as exciting as St. Patrick's Day getting to talk about uh, So, uh, great topic. But uh, first, before I get that, to, to me, the biggest, the most interesting thing, I mean, you've said a couple times, I mean, one, nobody knows what they're going to do, but two, that it's a team that's doing it, so uh, you know, because I see a lot of uh, a lot of Gruden and McDaniel, but he's got somebody that has got say in this too. So if they fall in love with somebody, it doesn't mean they're gonna, you know, sell the farm to get up to him. I mean, I, I do like C.J. Stroud. I see a lot of Justin Herbert in him. I really do. Kind of, uh, you know, left a little be desired in his college career, but just elevated his game as he moves to the NFL. But Specifically about Jared Sinema, I'd love to know uh, what kind of condition he was in after that 49er game. Because, again, like you said, and if I believe even alluded to today, he took some shots. I mean, that's the first time he'd played in a couple of years. And so, my sense is, I mean, he probably had some aches and pains going in there. Sure. And it, overall, he didn't play that bad. I mean, uh, you know, he had that one fluke interception. Uh, Devontae did drop a touchdown pass. Uh, they didn't couldn't control Chris Jones. So, it could have been a little bit closer. So. You know, I'm all in on Jared Stenham as a bridge quarterback because I don't know that we'll get our guy uh, this year because I think you got to give up probably maybe too much for Shroud. Unless you think he is Justin Herbert, then you do sell the farm. And everybody talks about Hooker, but, you know, he's got some flaws too. So maybe this guy is in next year's draft and, you know, that you send and then even the guy that, uh, that one guy you had on a couple weeks ago. Maybe our backup is Mayfield. Uh, uh, you know, you just
0: never know. Yeah, I'm a Baker guy. A lot, I love, ba- I, I, I love yeah. Baker Mayfield. Thanks for the call. I didn't, I, you know, t- Baker Mayfield would be a hard sell here as the starting quarterback. It wouldn't be for me. I'm biased. I like Baker a lot. I, I've seen him do a lot of great things, but that wouldn't, that'd be a hard sell here. You know, it, it's what I find. It, it's great. You know, Cisco on the text line, all my buddies texting in, keep Stidham, get some old line help and go on defense in the draft, defensive tackle, corner and linebacker. I'll tell you one thing, I agree, Cisco, that's the priority, defensive tackle, corner, and linebacker. Those are the three priorities I want to see. Not an edge rusher, a defensive tackle, With Chandler Jones most likely coming back. Max Crosby, a beast. Uh, there's a couple of good linebackers available, period. Some of them are a little bit older, but I know they can make plays. Uh, love that, and we need a corner. Uh, the Raiders need a corner. Desperately, they need a corner. Nate Hobbs, I like Nate Hobbs. I didn't love Nate Hobbs' play last year. He was a little bit banged up, had the hand injury. I didn't love Nate Hobbs' play down the stretch. I did not. I did not look around last year all the time hosting the pre- and post-game show and talk a lot about Rocky Asin. I think he's doable. He's fine. But I don't remember the big, big plays from him consistently. Uh, I'm concerned about the play of Trayvon Merrick. I think he's good. I think he can develop in, but he's got to develop into being a much better player in catching the football, and I thought it was very important last year out of respect to move Jonathan Abram when they did. Jonathan Abram could not play in the NFL, could not play in in any type of coverage, and you know, he's like a roving linebacker, but he couldn't cover, and he was a first-round pick. Jonathan Abram was a first-round pick. He never played. He had a couple big plays here and there that made... You know, the highlight films, but overall, he wasn't an elite number one player. was going to be a pro bowler. So the draft on defense is critical going forward. Very critical. And I believe that they're going to do a good job with that. You know, but I'm the guy who's been hosting a lot of these draft shows. And every time they take someone, you know, I'm like, okay, this guy looks like he can play. Let's hope he develops. Tanner Muse. Remember when he's drafted? All right. You see, they throw the film up on him. You see him make a play or two. And then he's gone. But he made some plays in Seattle. We got to got guys in here who are going to be elite. They have to be elite. And we saw two drafts last year that were fantastic. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Seattle Seahawks. Now I'm hoping that the Raiders have a top five draft because they got high picks in multiple rounds. And I think they're going to be very flexible and moving up and doing some cool things. 702-365-9200. Are you a Jared Stidham guy? Again, this is Jared Stidham day here. I'd have a parade. I haven't talked to Mayor Goodman, but if I could have a convertible with him going up and down the strip and you waving to him, today's my day to do this because, again, we need to do this because tomorrow's Friday. We'll have another couple of topics here, but then next week, it's NFL free agency, and hopefully there's some big news coming into this organization next week, and maybe one of them is the free agent signing of Jared Stidham to a fair and reasonable contract. Mitch in Jersey. Appreciate you, Mitch. Go ahead. You're on the flagship. What do you got? JT, how you doing? Uh
3: yeah, I would like him as my quarterback. Either backing up Jimmy G. My first guy I hope they get if he pulls them. It will be uh, Anthony Richardson. I think uh those top two quarterbacks, that'd be a ransom. I want to see him draft a lot of deals guys and good ones. That that'd be. Okay. A good good draft of cornerbacks I heard. Thanks
0: yeah, it, yeah, it is. And we'll dive into the draft and we'll get into all of this. And, you know, we're going to figure out what's what's going to happen. Thanks for the phone call here. And, you know, the Raiders are going to get a cornerback in the draft. There's no doubt they are. The Raiders are going to get, I think, a tackle in the draft. No debate. I think the Raiders are going to get a defensive tackle in the draft. I just don't know where they're going to go. I don't put a lot of time into guessing what round they're going to get the defensive tackle. At pick number seven, I'll have the defensive tackle ready to go. But then after that, the train left the station. Anybody who you think's available and all that, that's why we have a lot of good people at Raiders.com. Bucky Brooks, uh, Jeremiah, some of the other people that the Raiders are putting up there. Those are the guys who dive deep into the fifth and sixth rounds of the draft. My philosophy is that's bad radio. It's just terrible radio to guess who's going to be in the fifth round unless you're hosting the draft and it's actually the fifth round and you have the best players available. But for us to sit here and guess at the end of April who's going to be available in the fifth round of the draft at cornerback, please, someone take me out. Just get me the hell out of here. That, to me, is just brutal. Uh, I think that some of the top prospects early for the Raiders is what we are focusing on and what we're going to be focusing on. And that's what we're talking about today. As my topic is what's going to happen with Jared Stidham. Where do you want him? Where do you want him slotted here? Got a lot of responses here. A Raider fan, LV. Best option for success because he knows the new verbiage of the offensive system. A year under his belt with two starts. Give him some good blockers and invest heavy. Uh, Is what is. Says it depends on who we draft: Stroud or Young? He's a backup. Draft Richardson and he's a bridge. All right, I'll read some more on the other side, and we'll open it up for you, Rod Woodson coming up. I mean, I I don't I haven't really thought about it too much to be quite honest. Um, do I feel like I'm a um, that type caliber player in this league? Absolutely. Um, you know, I just tried to, you know, be ready for my opportunity. You know, these last two weeks, and, and try to take a full advantage of it. And um, I mean, that's all I can do. That's all I could control. So, uh, like I like I said, I haven't really thought much about it. But um, you know, we'll just we'll see we'll see going forward. Jared Stidham Day today as we are breaking down the upside of what could happen if he is re-signed here with the silver and black. JT, as you heard, brought to you by Grimaldi's. Best beats I ever had. If you're looking for March Madness, head out to Grimaldi's, put your order in, pick it up, eat at Grimaldi's. They love March Madness. Their TVs will be plugged into it. You know, Jared Stidham was put in a tough spot because Derek Carr wasn't there to help him on the sideline. Uh, the Raiders and Derek Carr came to an agreement when they weren't going to pick him up and they were going to bench Derek because they had to protect the organization. If Derek got hurt, they would have been on the hook for the $40 million. Uh, Derek and the organization negotiated that he'd be out of the building. So Jared Stidham didn't even have Derek Carr on the sidelines to help him read defenses and tell him what he thinks he should do here and all that. That was out the window. And Jared Stidham played really well in that game against the 49ers. And the Kansas City game was kind of disappointing. That game was over 10 minutes in. 10 minutes in, the Raiders didn't have it. Their season was over, and Kansas City was playing for the one seed. That was an impossible task for Jared Sididham to play well in that game. And as a caller said earlier, the offensive line played poorly in that game. I thought they played terribly in that game, which was a shame because I thought the offensive line improved throughout the course of the season. But in that final game of the year, they, I wouldn't say they checked out their pros, but they didn't play at a, at a pace of a, a team that wanted to compete with a division rival uh, that last game of the year was disappointing to me. Raider fans, some of them wanted to lose because if the Raiders won that game, they wouldn't have the seventh pick overall. I think it would have been 10 or 11 in the draft. So depending on how you look back at that game. So Stidham had a good game against the 49ers. I'll leave it at that. Gary and Temecula. Thanks for calling, Gary. What do you think of Stidham going forward? Hey, JT. I'm 100% two-year starter. I'll tell you why real quick. Right. is uh, Trade
3: down this year. Mm-hmm. Build up draft picks for Caleb next year. So all defense
0: this year, trade down.
3: Whoa, whoa, starter. whoa, 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 whoa.
0: Caleb, you need the number one pick for Caleb. What do you want to do, tank next year? No, not tank. Just trade down and have draft capital. No, you want to have enough draft capital. you got to have the number one pick overall, number one to get Caleb Williams. No one will trade that Caleb Williams pick. So unless you think the Raiders are going to go 1-16, or two and fifteen, they have zero chance of getting him, unless you know, unless they're going to trade three first round picks to get him. They're not going to do that. Mm, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't see him. What do you think the record viewers did in the starter? Great question. Appreciate the call. I'm not ready to make that pick right now. How how would I? I don't know. Uh, thanks for the. I don't know who they're going to get at linebacker. I don't know who they're going to get a defensive tackle. I would never make a prediction on the Raiders' record never in March of the season before. I, got a, I feel like I got 200 radio shows before I have to do that. But with Stidham as a starter, I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're going to have a better record than Mahomes. I can tell you that. I didn't do that last year either. But I didn't do that with Derek Carr last year and Devante. But I think the Raiders can win with Stidham if they have an amazing draft. If the Raiders go with Stidham, and that's what their plan of action is, and I don't know if it, if it is. And then they get six new players on defense. That would be four starters in the draft and two free agents. Then all of a sudden the Raiders are looking real good because they have all the offensive weapons. We know Stidham can get the ball out. We know we can hand it off to Josh Jacobs, who should have another big year. And then the defense is more stacked. See, the one big thing you're going to hear from me with my name on the show is that they've got to get out of the draft and free agency with starters on defense. I don't want to hear about projects. And again, if Dave likes if Dave Ziegler takes a fourth round linebacker who's kind of a project, I get it. Okay, that could happen. He doesn't have to start week one, but he's got to start pretty quickly. Because the last couple of regimes with these defensive players, the ones that they overreached for who weren't ready to play, and then the projects who ended up getting cut by this regime. Holy moly, look at that. Look at all the defensive players before Dave Ziegler got here that were drafted other than Mad Max Crosby. Max was a brilliant pick, and I don't know if you saw Max's wedding videos and all of that. Mike Mayock was out on the dance floor. I thought that was a great move by Max. He had Mike Mayock at his wedding dancing around because Mike Mayock drafted him, and Mike Mayock knew that pick, and they did a good job on that pick with uh, Mike Mayock and Mad Max. That's why he was dancing in the middle of the dance floor at that wedding. That was a hell of a pick, and I give Mike Mayock credit for that many times over. But the defense in the draft and free agency, I mean, again, this Casey Hayward was a really good player under Gus Bradley. Denzel Perryman, I think, is a very nice player. I've liked Denzel Perryman. But overall, there's just a lot of mix and match guys. This organization has got to get out of the Jelly Ellis, Jonathan Hankins era. We need to get Daryl Russell. Now, unfortunately, Darryl Russell passed away as a young man. He came into this league and went to two Pro Bowls as a rookie and a sophomore. He was not a good player. He was one of the most elite players that I ever seen come in as a rookie for the Silver and Black. I'm not saying the next Darryl Russell, talent-wise, is going to w- walk right in. The Raiders had Russell Maryland, who was a really good defensive tackle. This team needs a starting defensive tackle that doesn't have a big gut is out of shape in the third quarter and needs to get oxygen on the sideline because they are not fit. They need fit defensive tackles who can play an entire football game and not come off the field, which means they can stop the run and they can get to the quarterback, and they don't need a three-man rotation. It's nice to have a rotation. It's great to have rotated defensive linemen. You ever see Mad Max come off the field? No. Chandler Jones in his prime? No. You want to get starters on this defensive line. One defensive tackle, just one, with the seventh pick overall or in the second round, along with a free agent defensive tackle, changes everything. Then all of a sudden, Max is able to breathe off the edge with Chandler Jones if he's here, depending on what happens. And I think he will. And I think he played better at the end. And then the Raider pass rush helps everything out. This can't be mad Max as a one-man army anymore. There's got to be some players who do a better job. All right, we got Gary Lawless coming up here at about 105, the great VGK insider. Yes, you'll get some UNLV today. You'll get the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Oh, there's an NBA player yelling at the refs. Oh, wait to hear this piece of sound that we have. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, all quiet on the jet front. I am just refreshing Twitter to see if there's any breaking news on at least what Aaron Rodgers is thinking. And uh, some of the other moves that could be coming up here in the Lamar Jackson update.